What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. And you're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me who? Miss Hollywood. And we are getting all set for So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally. And I bring them together with this thing called what? Entertainment. (laughs) Y'all bear with me because I'm trying to get myself together. Until then, hold on. Yeah, baby. We about to be live on Instagram with the homie New Face in the building. Shout out to New Face. Shout out to everybody that will be tuned in. Shout out to Yeah Yeah. We live, baby. What up, everybody? It's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. We got a special guest, a um, oh man, a hip hop historian, a hip hop hoarder. The culture needs him, and without him, I don't know where I would be today. Um, I actually just found out about him recently through watching uh, More Than Culture. If you guys have not seen the podcast, make sure you guys tune into that podcast. It's Ronnie Jordan, uh, Kamal the Secret Genius, Remo, and um, Tyler the Creator. Shout out to Jesse Moss in the building. And shout out to my black-owned sponsors and black-owned businesses that I am showing right now. However, we're going to do a mini recap while I'll get my guest in the building. If you guys have any questions for my special guest today, make sure you guys put it in the comment. Oh, we got him in the building right now. Uh, So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally. I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Um, I like to do a mini recap before I go into into my uh, guests. So give me just one moment. I had Q Grams. He is the CEO of Old Sticky Entertainment. He also has Lit Lounge here in Virginia. Uh, catch the latest episode on my Instagram page, which is so Hollywood the podcast Instagram page. You can follow him K I U underscore Grams. And also make sure you guys check on um, 
all of your streaming platforms. Your girl is on Spotify, iHeartRadio, the list goes on. If I'm not there, make sure you guys inbox me and let me know, hey, your podcast needs to be right here. And um, yes, let me give my flowers where my flowers are due to this special guest. Everybody that comes on my show is very special. However, this gentleman, he plays a huge role in some of the things that you've seen today, including the big, I don't want to say the biggest, but I, I want to say the biggest. I, he'll, I'll have him do it. <laughs> the biggest tape collection we have out here. He is a hip hop historian, hip hop hoarder, culture preserver, nostalgic. He is from Detroit by way of, I mean, he's in Atlanta right now, but He's from the 313. Um, I have so much stuff, but we're going to bring him up. We have a new face in the building. Hold on, y'all. We're going to bring him up. He is originally from Detroit, but he currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to new face. He'll be up. Hey. Hey, what up, though? How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm blessed and highly favored. Man, I be saying the same thing. Listen, we are we are much alike than I literally thought because when I was doing my research and some of the things that you and the characteristics that you have of this thing called entertainment, we kind of have a connection. One being from I'm I'm also from Detroit. I was born in Hutzel Hospital, so if you know where that's at, um, mm-hmm. you know that's that's where I'm from. And um, also, we we like to keep memorabilia as well as it's considered tangible items in in this thing called entertainment. The first but, NFT. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I know that's right. The first NFT. So if you guys don't have any of these items, you guys are slacking. You guys need to start doing your research on tangible items and all these things. But we have new face in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, how how are you doing today? Other than blessed and highly favored, how how has your day been so far? I'm sure some some historic things have happened today already. <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually, I mean, you know, I woke up, I always blessed, I always wake up um, saying thank you for the previous day, and, and and always have this competition with the universe and God. Like, how do you top last night? And, and it seems like he'd be like, all right, hold my drink, I got you. <laughs> So while last night, you know, was was dope. Today I was able to um, wake up. My oldest daughter was over there. My daughter, um, my oldest daughter, who was away in college, is back. Um, so she cooked some shrimp pasta. My other daughter took me. We all went to. We did. We do these things called Sam's Club meetups. Like, yo, whoever hungry, we about to go to Sam's Club. Whoever pull up, you know, yo, you get what you want, put it in the cart, and we out. We do a hundred. We do an hour dash, and we got there right about ten minutes before they close. We doing like shopping cart dash, like loaded wow, up. Wow, that's loaded up. dope. Got the Sam's Club, and and this Sam's Club is fun because when they're about to close, like they like you can't be like, oh, let me go to the aisle to get. There's somebody in the wild, like hold on, right. you can't go back there. We close. Right. Like, <laughs> They'll like, push you to the front of the store real yeah, quick. I'm like, yo, I want to get some chips. Oh, they're like, no, we closed. You got to go up. And like, hey, you know, so. That was great, you know what I'm saying? Waking up with my daughters and my grandchildren and my grandson. So, you know, I try to balance it from family and real life and entertainment, too. So definitely it was a family day. So it was great. It's a blessing to even see that because you don't you rarely see 
um, the balance of this thing called entertainment and also balancing your your personal life and your family and so on and so forth. But we're going to get into that here a little later because um, I always start my interviews with this important question. Um, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Because I, I did a lot of research in which I have, like I said, all this stuff is literally written down. But I want you to say how how this thing called entertainment entered your life, like your your first and earliest memory of entertainment. Um, my my, my cousins and surroundings around me, they already listened to was rap music and drew comics out of comic books, and I was just like, oh man, what is that you're listening to? And then I bring records, but that was the start of it because before hip hop and rap and entertainment, I was on. I was collecting comic books and basketball cards, and, and I was just in, in that realm. And so toys. you were a collector yeah, at heart, even yes, before was, entertainment kind of, Because I know. got toys. I got toys and, and, and um, G.I. Joe's, Thundercats. So I was already having the toys in, in my house. Like, I wouldn't say we was rich, but when I tell people the toys I had, they'd be like, oh, you was rich. Like, I had <laughs> right. a whole collection of G.I. Joe's or I had like the whole, so when people come over my house, it was fun because I had all the toys, right. you know what I'm saying? So, right. so it started there, but it was just one day where my father um, took me and my cousin to the mall um, and we didn't know what he wanted. He bought us these three Adidas suits, all matching, black with the three red stripes. We went to Northland Mall in Detroit, yes. um, got the shirt, the jacket, the pants, the shoes, all of that. And to me, that would have been Yo, daddy of the year's vibes, right? Facts. So we just left them all. He said, put those on. So then we go to Joe Louis Arena, and, and, and I don't know when I walk in. I'm about eight years old. And so when I walk in, I remember it was three white boys on the stage. Fast forward, that's Beastie Boys. <gasps> after them, after them, it was one guy just came out. It wasn't even the DJ, but it was him sitting on the boombox. That ended up being LL Cool J. Um, then lastly, fucking Run DMC. And then we get to this point where they say, you know what I'm saying? If you got Adidas, anybody got Adidas, right. pick up your Adidas and put them in the air. And so I'm looking at other people doing them, not, not putting together, oh, shit, I got Adidas too. Right, right. Oh, so then I, like, oh, <laughs> oh, I had, back then I had like Oprah calls a, 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 a what you call it, a Yoo-Hoo moment, a Wild <laughs> moment, you know what I'm saying? So... That that's when it struck me. So like from that moment on, so so I still had that ticket stub. I still got pictures of me in that Adidas jacket because I wore it to school like every other day. Like I don't care what nobody say, I'm rocking this jacket because you don't you don't know what I. So the experience so, you just had, they don't yeah, know that. So that's that type of stuff. So from that point, I was Crush Group, B Street, every rap movie, every rap tape. I was buying it every Tuesday or I was taking my cousins. I was like, make a dub tape because I didn't have money. But I would go to the record stores with him and pick out something you wanted. He would pick some and I'd make a mixtape and dub. And so I would take those tapes and go to school and sell mixtapes. And I was selling Kool-Aid and bubblegum and all kind of shit. But I was making little cassette tapes, not even like a record DJ. I would right. pause, record, sell a tape. I'm from I'd that era as list. well. <laughs> I write the track list. I write what songs is on there. I would call. I had shit called Slow and Sexy. I had, <laughs> shit, to, I had shit to drive by. I had shit to drive by. You had playlists uh, before playlists was a playlist. God yeah, damn. Shout out to New music. Music. 
new music vibes, and then I had like panty dropper. Panty I had, dropper are you kidding me? Oh, if I Still could, if I could too. find my CD, um, my CD pamphlet, I had panty droppers as well, like a mix. Listen, let me find out. Let me find out. We are and long you know lost family. Tapes. I had H Town. I had H Town knocking boots on like every tape. LSD, Nigga, your body, all are you over my kidding? body. <laughs> Jody C. They was like, yo. I was like, yo. It was first song. <laughs> I was like, yo. He, he got to keep. Why he keep putting that same song? I was like, yo. That was what I was really listening. Bro. Are you ca- ideal? And you from Detroit, so you probably remember, but it was this group called, um, they had, and Big Sean sampled them, but it was a famous song, and it was called Soulful Moaning out of Detroit. I want to say I do. Famous song. And, and Big Sean, he recently sampled them, but that was like a famous love song in Detroit, and that was one of my favorites, though. Oh, my God. That's when I've been hooked since then, and so I was drawing Bart Simpson shirts, like Bart Simpson with the Afro or the African medallion. But I was doing it like not screen print. Um, I would buy iron on crayon. So what you would do is you draw, draw what you want to draw, and then it's crayon, but it's iron on. So you flip yep. the paper and you iron it on the shirt. And I would take those to school and sell those shirts. And so I was gonna you know, say because I got, I just, I just recently got the iron on pen. It's like the transfer <laughs> pen where you can write on it yeah. or draw whatever you have to draw, and then it it'll transfer over to whatever it is. Because you know they they got new stuff this day and age. I feel like I'm older than what I am. I'm I, I'm about to be 39 this year, so that'll give you a rim of the 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 I guess the entertainment lifestyle or 80s babies type genre <laughs> of where I'm from. And yeah. And so with that being said, you said you, you started to draw at an early age and you realized that that would, that would play a part in, 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 in who you are today. So you continue to do that. And throughout that time, you, um, you would draw, like you said, t-shirts, you would sell t-shirts, Kool-Aid packets. So you already had a hustle before the word hustle was kind of invented too. Oh, yeah. Like you're, you're the soldier boy of this, <laughs> of a yeah. lot of things. And then I also even, was thinking. Even as I think back, even mm-hmm. if I think back, like a lot of people don't know this. So I was senior class president, right, in, yes. in high school. Yes. Um, I didn't want to be. So somebody was running, right? They were running. But you know when you class president, you got to put your pictures all over the uh Yeah. You get the. You get to hang art or do graffiti, so to speak. So I was supposed to draw his campaign posters, like vote for so and so for senior class president. He 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 didn't. He decided not to run, right? But I had all these visions in my head about what to draw, what to do. So I used the same images, and I input my name. I wasn't serious. I wasn't serious. So I still got the posters, but it said I drew Ren and Stimpy. I drew a six four with Dr. Dre in it. That was like. Vote for Larry Compton for senior class president. Put them all over the school and have people pass them out. I fucking won. <laughs> I was not, I wasn't supposed to win. I was not supposed to right. win. Like, like I was, I was a great student, but I was like, I had great grades, but bad citizenship. So I would finish the work early mm. and mess with everybody else and get in trouble. So I had this balance. So I was always in trouble. So like, that's why I say I wasn't supposed to be class president because it wasn't like I was the the ups the diddy right. and the bougie one. I was like everybody else, but because of my artwork, that's popularity. Everybody knows politics is popularity. Yes. So and I wasn't popular, but my artwork was. And then it was like shit. Whoever he is, I'm remember. I'm vote for him because he can draw whatever. Right. You know? So right. I won. So and that's another thing that it took. It took. That's what I learned now about how 
uh, popular marketing and branding is and how important it is with brands. So yes. early on, I learned that. That's crazy, too. Because even having that knowledge and a lot of uh, uh, going back to like being A&R in the entertainment industry to, today, like there's a lack thereof. And that's where they didn't have that foundation. So a lot of the a lot of the artists today are looking for that and or need that. And so that that's a whole nother ball game in itself It's just in the entertainment field. But um, so after after realizing that being an artist was your passion or was the thing to do, what did you do after high school? Because you went you went to college as mm-hmm. well. It was Clark. Clark Atlanta University. So first of all, how did you even transition to Atlanta from Detroit? Um, there was this, so you know how in high school they kind of recruit or a counselor says, take these colleges and da-da-da. I was a big fan of Different World. I was a big fan of Spike Lee's Do the Right mm. Thing. So so being a fan of that, um, there was this group called the uh, Detroit Clark Atlanta Detroit Alumni. So basically what it was people who already went to Clark Atlanta University that were coming to Detroit, going to high schools and not recruiting, but hey, check us out. So there was this dinner at this house where you go and you meet students and you meet faculty members, you meet teachers, you meet. And I met this gentleman from Detroit named Damon Thomas. And he was already here. Um, Fast forward, like he directed Laffy Taffy for D4L. Um, He directed videos for Shorty Lowe. He directed videos for T.I. He was already in Atlanta making his mark. So that alone was like, oh. So what happened was they said, come, we're going to do a college trip. And you you get to come for the weekend and, and check out the campus and check not just Clark Atlanta. Morehouse is right here. Spelman is here. We Morris did Brown that same trip. So, so while I'm there, and after the school, there was a break. And it's like, y'all can go and kick it or do whatever. Um, and I'm there in the heart of freaking Freaknik. So, <laughs> So I'm like, <laughs> that, that's it. hook, line, and sinker. You you ain't know what to do. So I said, yo, so all that happened, and I'm like, I got to go back. <laughs> I'm going to college. Right. Well, well, first I was like, no, first I said, I need to come back to Atlanta. But mm. I need a reason so that my family and friends would be accepting of it. And okay with letting me go. Because I'm taking my whole room and I'm out of this bitch. <laughs> by Detroit. Like, I, I literally took my whole room. Like, those Foot Locker Chase. Yes. I took my whole room. Like, and, and even this, like, I, and this is the other thing. So, the, the CAU brochure, you see Clark Atlanta. And in the brochure, it was trees and bushes and, and everything. When I right. get there, across the street from Clark Atlanta was the project. <gasps> it was a project. It was it was the fuck it was looking like Detroit. Like, was, I was in the hood. You're I, home away like, from home. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was trying to get away from that environment. Like I, I literally because I was in Herman Gardens in Detroit, so I know what projects look like. And so I was like, wait a second. So, but so I, I caught the bus with every Footlocker, and I caught a cab with everything so but i had to go inside and register and it's just me i didn't have like the movies where your parents is driving you down and right so i caught the bus (gasps) i caught the cab from the bus station and i had to put my trunk right in front of the dorm and then go inside and register they took me upstairs mind you all my shit is on the curb my shit could have been gone or whatever but it 
Got you could have had coming to America yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it was still there. I moved it upstairs, and, and that's what got me. So uh, that connection alone. And RIP to Damon Thomas. He recently passed. Um, but that that's really what brought me here, with the exception of, like, black films and just the black experience. And that experience when I came down here during Freaknik is what kept me here. <laughs> so after moving to Atlanta, what was your – what was your initial goal, and then what was your overall goal, if that makes sense? The initial goal, the scholarship that I had was um they would pay they would pay for it my first year of college and my last year of college. So my initial goal was to go there and graduate. Okay. Um, and I took every fine art class. Like I was like even what I was taking was like not what you go to HBCUs for. I was taking fine arts. I was taking classes at Spelman, um, life drawing where we drew nude models. So that was fun. Like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Um, Printmaking. Like I took all art classes, but most of them were at Spelman. So it's like I was a Clark student, but I got the privilege of going on Spelman's campus at, at will, you know, because of my art classes. So my intention was to finish school. And while I was in school, my hustler mentality kicked in because I had a roommate, but then he, he dropped out and went to the college. So he left. So I was like, hmm, I got a dorm room to myself. And and then my and then they set it up where I can get a job. So they opened up this new Kroger's in the neighborhood. So my first job, when I got to Atlanta, I was a cashier at Kroger. Wow. So I was like thinking, all right, I'm going to invest my check in Kroger products. So I brought it all in. Chips, the pops, the snacks, the honey buns, ramen noodles, snacks, lighters, lunch, and I brought it in my dorm, and I had a shelf, I had a store in my dorm. <laughs> so my, so when everything was kind of closed, my room was like the the spot. And again, I had to, I had video games, so I was the only one with the PlayStation when it came out. Oh, so my room was like like jumping. a lobby, yeah. and it was a trap. So yeah. so I was hustling too. So. I kept that. So my initial thing was the um, finish college. But what happened was like three years later, we moved. We moved out the next year, stayed with someone, and then we had a house uh, apartment fire. So it kind of destroyed. Like, and I'm life drawing, so you know you got to have a portfolio. Right. So uh, my artwork got burnt. So while I could have probably drew stuff over, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna just probably not enroll back again and figure out my life from there but relationships that that experience alone the people i met i'm still friends with to this very day and, and really i like to say like yeah you runs the world but my intention was to go there and, and, and graduate but i think the bigger experience the better bigger lesson was the people that i met the relationships and the lessons learned that i had over the years so i wouldn't regret it for nothing in the world wow and shout out to mm-hmm. you because for even you know you know, getting through that fire, getting through all the things that you've gotten through thus far and still coming out on top as, you know, as a, as a hip hop historian, so to speak with, with this thing called entertainment. Cause you know, that probably would have took a lot of people out to be 100%. That probably would have just not, you know, yeah, yeah, it would have led them other places. So, cause like I literally had to go to the, uh, federal I had to go to the uh, Federal Reserve because, you know, back then it wasn't banking wasn't as popular. So, you know, I'm we Detroit state of mind. I'm like keeping money in mattresses and shoeboxes. So money was burnt. 
So I remember oh, going to the uh, Federal Reserve and just saying, is this? And so some of the money, we found some of the money. So imagine me in the, in the Federal Reserve saying, is this good? Is this one good? Is this hundred good? Because as long as the line was in it, they would take it and replenish it. But it was something that was like, we can't take it. I'm like, oh, I'm watching, like I'm watching my life savings just be like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, maybe, you know, so like that whole thing. That's that. That's where, you know, I, that was a big lesson in just experiencing itself to mm-hmm. going through that. And once you went through that, how okay. did your life mm-hmm. change for the better? Um, it helped me. While I looked at that's why I say hoarder and I try to put a, a, a good thing on it, but I looked at it like my life was in materialistic things. Mm-hmm. You know, I came from Detroit and. And all we fashion shoes, cars. Like we didn't, I wasn't internal with mine. Yeah. yeah, and I wasn't internal walking in my internal purpose. Mm-hmm. So everything was external, and it was about what I had. And so that lesson taught me one that because every person that I stayed with, they were okay. Nobody got hurt. Um, and then those were just possessions, and, and you know, yeah. some of those things were just possessions. So I still have some of them, like. I got some cassette tapes where, like, the credits, I can't even open it because it's still stuck because, you know, the moisture and all that. But that's still still a lesson to myself that I just said what I made it out of. But, again, that helped me find myself, and I wasn't so much materialistic after that point. I value people, and I value experience more than the things. So that's Mm. what it taught me. Mm. I I know that's right. Shout out to you for that. And then, um... So once you, like you said, you, you made it through um, Atlanta and you were able to get on your feet. So once you got on your feet, um, what, how did you move after that? Like, who did you run into? Who was like your first real person that like kind of that took, took the cake, so to speak, or that you met in Atlanta and, and you were able to continue to maneuver in these different genres of entertainment because you're literally everywhere. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about that? So, like, go ahead. So how, how that transition is, um, I had no clothes, right? Mm, okay. I had no clothes left. So, and I had new, I had a new baby girl that was about to be born. So I was going to Goodwill. I was going to, you know, Salvation Army buying these clothes. But again, the Detroit is in me. So I'm mm. like, all right, I can buy something, but I'm going to make mine different. I'm going to cut a slit in the knee. I'm going I'm to throw some paint here. I'm going to draw phrases on there. And so I started making clothes that me and my daughter would match in clothes. I would make the same shirt for me and her. And so we, we would go out and people would see us and be like, oh, that's cool. And they would see the shirt match, the, the bandana, the shoes. I would I would draw because I'm still a drawer at heart. Right, so right. I would make custom shirts. And so it started with me and my daughter going out. And then it started from that and from people saying, oh, can you make me one? And so, and again, that was like a a down place for me. So I needed like a release of some happiness. And comedy clubs was big in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. it started Mm -hmm. like Chris Tucker or Earthquake, Bruce Bruce. So I was always, every time it was a comedy club here in Atlanta, Uptown Comedy Corner, uh, our host and host, and I would go there every Sunday. And I would build these relationships with these comedians. And I would thought to my head, so if I make them a shirt, maybe they, they will wear my shirts on stage. 
you know, not thinking that, but or just because I like them and you made me laugh and I'm not rich or I can't buy you a drink. I mm. can buy a T-shirt and make something and say, there's my token of appreciation. Mm. And, and this is my way of saying thank you. This is my way mm. of saying I appreciate what you do. And what started happening is, shit, if it was five comedians at a show, four of them was wearing a shirt that I made. <gasps> and so I'm I'm in the audience. Like, you know, started building relationships with these people because they saw they respected my work but they actually respected enough to wear bed on stage so like comedian k dub when he got jokes with bill bellamy he's wearing a shirt that says new face that i made with his name k dub painted on there carlos miller from 85 south show and wild and out shirts i used to make for him his phrases i would draw his phrases he would wear my shirts music videos like um nara wore my shirts like and uh ludicrous is uh georgia Georgia with Field Mob. So you can see a shirt that I made in that video. Nivea with Little John and Youngblood. You can see Nard wearing my shirt in that video. Uh, Bishop of Crump wearing So So it's like I seen the avenue like that quick. Like, okay, I can make a shirt and it's on TV, MTV, just through relationships. Yeah. Like, I didn't pay nobody. I didn't. It wasn't no big budget. It wasn't no, oh, I can't wear this. Oh, I can't take this. You know, it happened so organically. And I was like, I can just stay in this lane. Like yeah. I can just keep doing that. Cause so at and, that and moment honestly, you found your your this is it internal. Yes, yeah, I, I found that. So I was making clothes and, mm. and rappers and and people in the trash people at at my job, like normal people to rappers to dancers. I was making clothes for them, wow. you know, just from my skills. So that's where it came from. And I was going to in New York when they had like Broadway, you can go and buy like Kooji outfits, uh, Versace, Iceberg. And I was going to New York buying maybe a thousand dollars worth of clothes and then coming down here and flipping it. I'm selling it out to Trump. So I'm yeah. selling clothes out to Trump and I'm just still hustling mentality, but yeah. I, I really wasn't walking. And, and, and at that time, like I was still collecting hip hop, but I wasn't going to like shows as much as I did yeah. then. It wasn't until like I started knowing artists that I said, "Oh, you know, oh, I like this." Because then it connected me to that experience, like yeah. rap shows. Let me just go back to that, you know, to where it's just normal having fun. So I started taking every show that I went to. I keep the ticket stubs. Yeah. Now I got over like fifteen thousand ticket stubs of shows I've been to. I got like four boards of shows I've been to. So that's really like what the new face was there is about. It's like, it's not about me at all. It's about enjoying where you are, being in your presence and enjoying mm -hmm. the moment. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because life moves so fast. And, and and yeah, I do cover it and I have my phone, but I do that so quick because I want to be like in tune with the right. moment. I do it for people like that's not there or can't show up. And, and, and every time I don't do that, like something always usually happens. And they be like, new face is there. And, and most times... <laughs> But now it's grew so now people recording me at the place. So right. now I don't even I don't have to break my phone out. I'm like, just send me the video. Right. So, you know. Right. <laughs> and that's what my brand nostalgia is about. It's like that brand. So like when I pull something out, that feeling. So somebody can look at something and be like, mm. Oh, I remember I had that. That that five seconds of oh, I had that and my mom threw it out or oh I'm glad you kept this. You know, that five oh. seconds is is what I'm that euphoric feeling when you like, bam, that's what I call nostalgia. Bro. And that's what that brand is about. Oh my mama. I live by that same 
code on like I have things that I would never get rid of or things to the, I like I told you before in DM I was like you made me go back and and bring out some of the old stuff that I kept and was like dang when I as soon as you see your memorabilia or your tangible items so to speak for those that are in the entertainment industry um because that's what they call them <clears throat> like merchandise is a tangible item for those that may not know as well but when you bring these things out and you look at them you have an experience and you immediately go back to so-and-so was there they handed me this i was wearing this like that is what i love to remember i liken experience. it i liken it to uh i liken it to dopamine like when two people bond and there's like this 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 energy dopamine so when you look at it it's like oh it clicks so like even like i, I rarely have, have like down days but i would look at myself like oh if i had a down day i can pull up a video from two days ago and be like fuck i was on the stage with wu-tang yeah look at that like how did i get here like how like four years ago i was in the nose seat way up there hoping and praying that I got in or get enough money to pay for the ticket but now how did I get on the stage and fucking Method Man is right here like look like yeah. look like I'm saying that not to, like to show off like I'm like how and that's just that's what that's about that dopamine and that's where that's what it's about for yeah. me yeah same cause like I said like everything about even just the image itself, if you take a picture, like social media, I, I, I try not to post so much on social media because, like you said, you like to live in that moment because that moment is never going to happen again, ever. So, so, so with that also being said, do you think that if you had social media back in the day when it was booming like it is today, would things be different for you? Um overall what for me personally the experience hasn't changed because even back then the reason i'm able to bring out these pictures is i always kept a disposable camera with yep me. i always kept maybe a camcorder with me yep even because i like i got shows of kanye west first show here in atlanta or polo shirt and i have the picture picture and it's sold out it's crowded and it's one flip phone in the air <laughs> and i took a picture on the disposable camera and i got this picture and it's kanye west doing like this but it's one phone one flip phone and i always think in my head like where does that do that like right. is, is he still looking at this <laughs> pixelated because you know the video and those phones right. i was like yeah that's kanye like oh yeah you know so but i was all the experience doesn't change with me the experience personally doesn't change but I get a better view now. Before mm. it was from up here. Mm. Now the, the view is different here. Now I'm being invited. Now I'm coming through the back door. Now I'm bringing an artist. Mm. Now it's not, oh, I wonder, will I get in? I wonder, am I on the list? No, I booked the show, you know, or this, I brought the artist. Like, you know, so there's a difference. So that that's the only thing that changed. But even then, when I'm like, when, I'm, when Killer Mike and them did run the drill, the tabernacle, like, I always have this moment like that I'm right here, I'm on the stage, but I'm looking at the crowd and I'm looking at like 5,000 people and I'm looking like way up there and like, damn, that used to be me. Right. And almost 
sometimes I'd be wanting to go like back there, but then I'd be like, it's going to take like an hour, 30 minutes for me to get like back here or security be like, not know me and recognize me, like you can't get back here. And no, sir, you don't, you're not credentials. And I'd be like, but, but there's these moments where it's like, yo, I just want to be doing that. And I just, that's take it back to the essence. So I want to just remember like how it was for my dad. Cause we didn't have close seats when my dad took me mm. and that didn't, it didn't matter to me then. And, I, and it never, never mattered to me because you can look at my ticket stuff. Nah, it was some, uh, like, birthday bash. It's like Summer Jam in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, but they used to always have these um, shows, birthday bash. But the first 10 days, the show, because the station was 107.9. So, for the first 10 days that they announced the show, you can buy the tickets for $10.79. Wow. Again, the Detroit Hustler and me, I would buy a, I would buy 10 of those tickets. I'd buy 10 of those tickets, keep one of my and and I I wait for the day of the show when those seats are sold out and then while I'm before I go on the show I'm outside I got a ticket I got a ticket it says ten dollars how much oh it ain't gonna cost you ten dollars it cost me you know so again the hustler mentality in me so it's like the best of both worlds I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some money and I'm gonna enjoy what I do it's win 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 it's win 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 motherfucking win like you didn't already you paid for your ticket you ain't got shit else to pay for for real <laughs> shout out to new face being the first uh the first ultimate hustler <laughs> out here in these streets <laughs> hey, man, you know. so okay so how how were you able to move around these different genres of people because you know you have to be a special kind of somebody to to be in rooms that other people can't be in, you know, simultaneously, so to speak. So how, how did you gain access to that? And I know like, I guess based on friendships, but how did those friendships become? If that makes sense. Um, I'll take it from other people's perspective of what I did. It's like, I was, I came in from a fan perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so I'll take somebody like big crit. I've been following Big Chris since the beginning of his career. Every album he got, I got it. He'd do an in-store sign and i pull up, da-da-da-da. And, and so while it's, it got to a point before, like, I used to go to... I would sign my stuff, and I'd wait in line. Like, wait in line, get stuff signed, and I'm on my own business. Right. But it got to the point where I was doing that so often, like... They're talking to me while they're signing other people's stuff. And then that relationship starts to build. Then it's, mm. what are you guys doing after this? Or what's pop? Or if they're in Atlanta, what's popping tonight, New Face? Do you know where we can probably go after the show, after this, after all this? And then I got the answers because yes. I've, I've built a relationship with comedians. I've built a relationship with promoters. Or I'm just in tune with social media where I can say, oh, okay, this is popping. Or and give you the advice. So it really came from perspective. And it, and it came from... Again, I'm giving them and showing my respect and acknowledgement, but I may give them a shirt as well. Or I work with these multiple brands. Shout out to Drip. Shout out to B. Goldie. Shout out to, you know, 85 South Show, Killer Mike Swag Shop. I'm going to give them clothes or merch from that place as a thank you. Again, I'm still being me. Like, I'm not painting anymore. So I can say, yo, this is a gift from Killer Mike and the Swag Shop mm. from courtesy of him. So I'm still being me. I'm helping these other brands. And then when Killer Mike get to see Crit or Currency wearing his brand, Killer Mike, on post it. And then when they figure out and they say, oh, how did he get it? 
who gave it to him. Yeah. And again, it's not about me, but I'm the kind doing it. And I study people like Clarence Avon. Like, that's my blueprint. I want to be the greatest, like, middleman in the world. Like, mm. just helping people be the best them. And that's, and that's what it's about. Like, and I think that's me personally what it's about is I want to add value to people. Yes. In any relationship I, I'm in, I want to add value. If I'm able to add value, I want. Like, it's not about acknowledgement. You don't owe me nothing. You never have to talk to me ever, but your win is my win at that point because I was a part of the process. Yes. So I'm doing this, like, regardless. Like, I post people that I probably haven't talked to, it, and they say that a lot. I post them. It's, it's, it's love. Like, this is a circle because somebody did that for me. Again, I know what it's like for brands to give people merch because I used to do that. And I would say... They didn't owe me to wear it on a video or on stage, but mm -hmm. when they did, it meant the world to me. So I, that never left me. So I'm able to work with a brand and, and give them what I know they want because I've been in that position. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where that's where that perspective comes from. You know, we all, as a relation, as a result of that, I haven't had to buy clothes in maybe three to four years. I haven't bought clothes in three to four years. Wow. Based off of the brands that you represent and, you know, Come in and say, hey. I got a closet with a hanger where the rack fell down twice because it got <laughs> so heavy. Like, the blessing is overabundant. Like, the rack, all cities and coats. And, and I tell my daughter, that's a free rack. Like, that's the love. And I call it the love rack because that's really what it is. Yeah. People showing love. Like, where can I send this merch? Because I know, I know I'm there. They know I'm there. And they want, and if somebody going to take a picture or I may be standing next to somebody prominent, so they want to take advantage of that. And I get it, but it got to be a brand that I really genuinely fuck with. Like, I, it's not, you know, I don't know you. And I, if I see you working and I see you been putting in work, I want to help you as much as I can. You know, yes. so if I can give it to Carlos and they wear it on 85 South Show where they got 2 million viewers and subscribers, what does that hurt me to help somebody else? What is it? Hurt? What is it? It does nothing for me for me stopping because your win is your win, whether I'm a part of it or not. If you're supposed to win and I can help you do that, God gives to the givers. So I'm yeah. part of that. I'm trying to be a part of the givers. Like, cause, and I've only been receiving these past years. I've only been receiving. Mm. You know, so when somebody's doing an album, they call me and say, New Faces, I want you to listen to it. That means the world to me because I used to, I know they, I don't know what, why. But from my perspective, like, damn, I used to buy it and, and critique it and listen to it while I was painting. Now yeah. I get to say, I like this. I like this. You should do this. Like, that's that's the whole 360, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Full circle. Oh, my God. Like, you're you're speaking a lot into this because I, every all of the things that you're saying, I feel the same exact way. Like, if, if I can help you by any means necessary, please, just, even if it's not in a form of payment, if I could share your post, if I could, it's all about the alley-oop. Now, the dunking part, that's up to you. Now, I didn't alley-ooped you. I didn't put my name out there. The rest of it, the follow-up is up to you, therefore, after. And I, and, I, and I consider myself a connector as well. And this is crazy. This is spooky to me, but I love it to the point where I What's just, your sign? I, yeah. What's your sign? I'm What's Scorpio. Sign? I'm a Scorpio. Okay. What month is that? October. October 24th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so that's just crazy to me. Um, But let's let's move on to, um, I have a whole bunch of other questions, but 
we we're gonna have to do a part two to this. <laughs> but I know you deal with a lot of like tape your tape collection, and you have like vinyls and so on and so forth. I have a personal question. So, do you think the existence of CDs will ever go out of style, and or why would they, or why would they not? Because I personally love cds because like like before they're a tangible item there's something that i can go back and look at even if they had like the name of it and the instrumentals and the breakdowns and stuff like that so do you feel cds will be played out or are they played out or how do you feel about what do you feel about the cd um portion of it i give you both sides society thinks they are um but the numbers and statistics show um because last year was the highest um, resurgence in CD and physical sales that um, that industry has had since 2014. Um, and I work closely with um, a record store, the only black-owned record store here in Atlanta, DBS Sound. And I'll give you some perspective. Um, two weeks ago, Gunner and The Weeknd put out a project, right? Yep. Um, Gunner became number one. Yep. Um, Weekend was number two. The difference was only about 1,500 CDs or sales, right? Gunner, um, his team was advised, you know, it may be a good idea to put out physical CDs, right? Mm. So he did Song Island. He did two in stores in New York where it's like people wait in line like the old days. Yep. And he signs the CDs. He did one with where I was at in, in DBS Sound. He came lying outside, sold CDs, took pictures, great experience. And that's when I went to the show tonight. I took my daughter to the show. But I say all that to say, is while that may have contributed to him being number one, those 1,500 sales is probably the physical sales. Yeah. So I'm trying to show these people, like, because without it, what do your kids have? Like, your phone? Like, what do you have if the phones in the industry say we're mm -hmm. cutting the power off or the internet off? What do you have? We can't look at your streams. You don't have plaques. You, you, we can't sell it. We can't put the streams on the wall. We can, you know, so... I don't think so. And the numbers show that it don't show so because it, it was a spike in it. And even cassettes and uh, vinyl is having a resurgence. Yes. So I just I just have because the youth is our future. So while our generation think it has our goal and my personal goal is to teach younger artists how important it is for your supporters and your fans. You, you it is, And it's just about translating values. So for me to tell that story about Gunner and him being number one, you know, perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, because not a lot of people do the in-stores anymore and set up. Because I used to work with Def Jam. I had a Def Jam um, intern when I went to North State. And I had to put together the Red Men and Method Men um, lifestyle, which is the, the meet and greets and stuff like that. They don't do stuff like that anymore as much as they they need to. And that's just, I, they still do guerrilla marketing, but it's not, it's a lot of things that they just lack in. And that was what in. I loved about Atlanta, yeah. um, because I used to go, Tower Records used to be in Atlantic Small and Buckhead. And so, mm -hmm. if, t if t music came out on Tuesdays, what they would do is end stores Monday at 12 o'clock when, when it was legal for them to sell the music, artists would pull up at Tower Records and you could buy it. So, I remember Jermaine Dupree doing one and the Brat was there and Bow Wow as a kid. I saw the roots there. I saw multiple artists, and I waved outcasts. I saw them. Um, I got like I got a picture where I met like, and that was the funny thing too. Like 
I didn't see a lot of rappers in Detroit, but you know who the first group I seen when I came to Atlanta was Outkast. I literally met Big Boy and Andre, and they signed my cassette um, cassette single for Elevators. Me and you, yeah. your mom and your cousin too. So when I have the picture of me shaking Big Boy's hand and Andre signing the CD, and I still have the cassette tape. That was in 96. But that was the first rap group I met. Wow. You know, that's to see where they went from there to now, it's like them, but I'm in Goody Mob and I saw them live. Like, and even funny story, like, I, I, it was um, Goody Mob performing and um, something happened where a bottle, water bottle was thrown on the stage, right? And um, CeeLo just randomly jumped where he thought the water bottle came from off the stage and just jumped in the crowd. Um, and he he was trying to find who threw the bottle and, and even Andre 3000 was saying, that's why we can't do nothing because black people <laughs> act like this, this, this. Right. Fast forward um, maybe two decades later because CeeLo has an autobiography, right? So okay. CeeLo has this book talking about his life and it's just one chapter and he talks about that. And I'm in my head like, I was out of there. CeeLo's whole life, and I'm in my head like, I remember that. <laughs> I was there. So we talk about that a lot. Like every time I see him, I'm bringing out the pictures. But for him to write a book and for that to make it, that's why yeah. I went heavy with new faces there. Because it's like, you just, yo, I was there. Like, yeah. it really happened. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people tell lies and stories, but I'm able to, like, stamp it because I was there. Right. And that's really another thing where I just about, too, is like, oh, yeah, that's facts. That really happened. Right. Right. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you to come up here and share your story, because I'm to be 100 percent honest. I'm just I've just started to learn more about you ever since watching More Than Culture. So when you when you came on More Than uh, More Than Culture, I, I started to do my research and I'm like, he's literally everywhere. I need to pick his brain to see exactly where he connected the dots and his side of the experiences that he's having. Because when when somebody, like you said, when somebody tells a story and then you ultimately go back to it, you're like, I was there and I remember exactly what happened. And that that is the dopest thing to me because it's just, like you said, just sharing the experiences with the world and having them know that it's either confirmed or or denied that this happened in real life. I can do that. <laughs> like, even more than culture, like Ronnie, like Ronnie Jordan, he said it multiple times on the show. Like his first live CD, I still got the CD. Yeah. One of his first times going on stage, I have, I was there. Like Carlos Miller, like he used to do comedy at a barn grill while people shooting pool and watching basketball games. He on the stage telling jokes or at strip clubs trying to tell jokes while girls dancing and people drinking so i've seen these people's evolution mm -hmm. you know so that's that's again and and if i've never done nothing flaw in in those amount of times i'm not about to switch now like so and and people see that people can see through the genuineness i believe so that's what yes. really that's about and 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 i got help them like get guests on their show so it's like how can i help y'all you know so that's really another team do part you, like even yesterday the, they had more than episode. culture cups the cups, the the blue cups and the white cups Ooh. that they have on the oh, table. Yeah, yeah. I sent them that. Yeah. I was the one that sent them that. So yeah, it's I just coming this. together, bro. This is just immaculate. Like yeah. the product placement, I'm very big about product placement too. And I'm just like, hey, they look they like they need them something. A cup. <laughs> they call them Kool-Aid cups. <laughs> Ronnie Jordan called them Kool-Aid cups. 
He's like, this is perfect Kool-Aid cup. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. But it goes to show you how small yeah. the world is and also how like-minded people can come together to 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 give back to this thing called entertainment. And so it's just it's just a blessing to even see that across the screen and then also a blessing for you to come up here and share your knowledge because you have so much knowledge on I don't even know how you make it to half the things you make it to but you're there and in full effect you could probably be in like 10 places in one night so talk about that how many places have you been in one night can you remember that like four to five Four to five. I look at, I look at it like, okay, I, I really follow my heart and I follow something that I can make happen. So if I see Rick Ross maybe appearing here, do I have everything Rick Ross has he signed it? Everything that I have, would it would it be conducive with me meeting him? Okay, I'll bring that. I bring my put that in my bag. Oh, Carlos doing comedy at the shit show. Big Bank gonna be there. Pastor Troy might be there. Oh, okay. Or I got some producers, da da da, and I and I move on purpose because once I don't stay around like to the club clothes, I go like I PYP, I party with a purpose, PWP, I party with a purpose. Once I go there and the universe shows me like something greater happened that I didn't even expect, like yo, come backstage, we can so and so, da da da, and meet. Like one time I went to the studio, Killer Mike said, meet me in the back. I go back there, he introduced me to Shine. And that was Shine's first time in America over in like 15 years after being in uh, Belize all these years. And and I'm watching Killer Mike, like, intro, like Killer Mike is my brother, but that's my favorite rapper, you know, in history. But he's introducing me. Like, or Tip will be introducing people to me. Like T.I., like stuff like that. Is I, I still be like out of body experience, like, I'm supposed to be introducing y'all <laughs> right. to, you know, like one time Eric Sermon was talking to my mom, like Eric Sermon from EPMD was talking to my mom. is like, man, your son a legend. And I'm saying like, no, I'm supposed to be telling my mom, this is Eric Sermon and let like, you know, but once I, once the universe shows me why I was somewhere, I go to the next one, you know, or if there's nothing else, I'll go home, you know, that type of thing. But, this city is just like something always going on, but yeah. if it, it's conducive with my purpose and it aligns with what I do, because mm. I'm in, in a, uh, comedy, um, actors, music. So if it's conducive with what I'm in at that moment, I'm a go. Yeah. Like I still support comedians to this day. It's a different com- comedy night every day this week. Like last week, we were taking T.I. He's been experimenting with stand-up comedy. We he did a different club every week last week. And this is like T.I. Grammy nominated platinum rapping selling artist standing on stage, taking all that shine away and saying, yo, I'm, this is something different. Right. You know, so to see him walk in that space and me to give him like insights or say, you know, do it this way or a K-Dub give like seeing comedians embrace them. That's that's dope because little known fact is like when I was starting comedy and supporting him, he would come to the comedy club every, every week. So he knows these people, he supported it. So it's only natural and he's naturally funny. So, you know, who's telling where, where that, where that journey will take him. And it's dope to see tiny, his wife right there supporting him. Like he's just like a new upcoming artist. Like I love people that just, take it to the bare minimum you know mm, what i'm saying so. stripped away of everything and that's what this platform is 
is also made for is to it's kind of like a, a it's it's the culture therapy is what I like to call my platform because you can we can have these conversations and it feels like I've known you for years and it's just it's just a well-needed conversation that's just it's just stripped away from all of your titles like you could be a ceo you could be the best manager at mcdonald's or whatever the case may be but that's all stripped away and you you're brought back to being human in the humbleness of 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 just showing who you are is very valuable when it comes to just life in general and so and that's, that and speaking of balance and that's what keeps me balanced because like i i, I accept it and i embrace it but like ghosts and legends and new faces but i go home and i'm just like daddy or mm. grandpa but they don't care about none of that shit so that keeps me like so because i read i read a read a lot one of my favorite books is called the ego is the enemy and i've seen ego take people down just from just like thinking they higher than anybody else so like if i'm not supposed to be backstage I, I i'm comfortable where i'm supposed to be if i'm not on the list and or I don't do like I see people like I'm on the list or put a call I, I got a section and I see people stress out over to get into something bro and then I get inside and everybody is like there's nothing going on and I'll be like you wasted like I don't stress I don't stress if I'm not supposed that's why new faces like where I'm supposed to be is where I'm just meant to be yes. and the universe shows me that time and time again I don't have a uh, FOMO. I don't have a fear of missing out on nothing because mm. where I'm at, like, because I'm good at home. Like, that's the best part. Like, I'm good at home. If I, like, last night, we was watching El Chanto and my daughter cooked for me. I got the babies in the playpen and they, and it's cool because it's a baby and, you know, my house is like a museum. So I'm like, ah, 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 oop, right. oop. <laughs> I'm hearing cassettes. I'm hearing stuff break. I'm hearing, like, oh. you on edge. You on edge. But, <laughs> Yeah, so and that's and that, but it keeps. I love that. Yeah. I love that because again, it teaches me again full circle materialism. Mm. Drop it. It's materialism. It's, it's drop it. It don't mean nothing to me for you, a baby, to pick that up. I'm not about to spank your hand like when I was growing up. I'd throw on the walls. My parents say, "Don't do that. Don't you messing up the walls?" Like you know what I'm saying? I let my children do whatever messes. Mm. I don't say clean it up. Like no, whatever. Yo, live. Mm. I'm not here to stop nobody's journey or wins like live. So if my daughter drops something or breaks something, like my daughter does that too. And she, I see my daughter like, and I, I respect it. Like she picking up, like let it just leave it there because she gonna pick it back up and you gonna be working. And, and I, I've done this before with you, right. so I know. Right. So, and it just helps my muscle memory because it's like okay, I, I, I get it, you know. But I, it's not. I don't want her to stress out over her tearing something up. I just gotta raise everything up a, a level you know yeah you have to adjust be able to adjust and, adjust. and, and, move. and that's what life is about. yes exactly and speaking of adjusting shout out to everybody hip-hop chronicles uh yes. kerosene skeet man everybody shout me out i appreciate it i seen skeet said it too he was like new face was at my first video like, <laughs> moments like that you, know, you had like, baby showers bar mitzvahs you had the mlk march you just, you've been everywhere <laughs> To be with. Yep. You need to come out with a where is new face. Like, you know how you do where's Waldo? You oh, need, yeah. You we, need... we, we working on that. Oh, it's shit. Where, like, we, where we take uh, famous pictures like The Last Supper or Martin Luther King, <laughs> I Have a Dream, and put me in the crowd. Like, fine. New, like, he <laughs> oh, was there. Like, 
That's dope you know, as fuck. Old episodes of Good Times. Like, I was in the Project 2 on Good Times and three Company. Like, so, yeah, we got, you know, I be plotting on the you know note. how to like, play that, your that, position. That, that, and that's another thing that's amazing about you, too. Like, you're not afraid to play your position when needed and, and maneuver, uh, you know, the way you work and the way you, you know, it's just it's just something about you that's just amazing and 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 I appreciate you even being a part of this thing called entertainment and this culture because like we this, definitely uh, show, need it. It was a show, um I can't release the name of it the project, but I was working on this show mm-hmm. and I was there day to day helping the most of the actors and, and helping them and everything. And and the closing day came out and, and, and the director was like, New Face, go over there and then da 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 and you gonna say it didn't happen if New Face wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be in the movie. I, I was just there. I was just You're just literally I, I just people, there. <laughs> New Face was there. It's about being present, but also, are you going to show up? Because the hardest part is showing up. Mm. All you got to do is be there. That's 80% of the job is being there. Now, the second part is, are you ready to take the shot? Mm. I can't take the shot for you, but I can be there. Mm. You can alley you, so you can I'm assist, you can do all that, but you can't dunk for them. So, so when I got my, I'm going to always be ready for my moment for whatever the universe got for me, but being That's there amazing. is the easiest part for me. That's amazing. That's amazing. So let's move forward to our um, your contribution to the Hip Hop Museum, because I know you also um, wanted to start your own uh, museum and then also the new face clothing give a backstory about that and it's going to be considered a culture center if you have have you started to work on that and, and is it you well know? we actually had an installation um of november of last year okay. so we took an old bank um we took an old bank four stories um had Ooh. a vault in the bottom um and i tell you the significance of this um when it was open in 1911 it was an all-white bank they didn't allow African-Americans to bank there or use their vault. So you take last year, I filled it up with the blackest genre in music, <laughs> you know, and I was able to celebrate. And I put the vault, I put Goody Mob stuff, Andre 3000 and Lil Wayne. I put the most blackest culture. The most. So all those cracker ancestors could be rolling in their grave. You know, so we had a whole month. And so I was giving tours. Um, I had all my merch, but I also had artwork of my favorite artist on the wall, AW. He curated, he put it up, set it up, but we used had art on the wall to sell. Um, actually, T.I. actually bought an art piece in there. Mm. Um, Rhyme Capsule, a friend of mine, David, his piece went on to um, Complex Con. Um, it's a boombox filled with cassette. So, and a lot of artists, you know, I had shows there. We did uh, More Than Culture tapes. They did a Goody Mob episode at my uh, event. Okay. So yeah, I saw you in and out the camera because you used to you used yeah. to bring the tapes in, and they was like, "New Face yeah, got so it. I, he got so it." I've done that before, <laughs> um, and then even before that, what really got me that, or I was inspired by um, helping being a part of the Ti and the Trap Music Museum, mm-hmm. being a part of that, um, mm-hmm. helping them with that thing, and I'm able to see the process because they give me access. So if I so imagine it's always busy, so I'll take somebody and they'll see the line. This is the best part. They'll see the line and be like, man, who's that? I go right in the back door. I say, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> and again, relationship. 
relationship again. I'm able to take my mother and my children and they can see that. And I'm telling them relationships yeah. and being a part yeah. of the process. You can, you don't have to worry about that part. That's fun. And mm-hmm. you're going to do that without me. But I've done so much that where you don't have to do that. And that's really the purpose. That's what I told Beehive. This is really what, what I do is about so that my kids can live off of that. I maybe I maybe put so much love in the universe that somebody be like, no, you shouldn't have to pay new face with your dad, right? You know, your money's yeah. no good. You know, so you're a good man. And so your groceries, don't worry about that. You're good. So again, from the Trap Music Museum, um, they opening in a, a museum in the Bronx. Um, we've been in talks with trying to get my pieces in there. So yeah, I, w- I do want to have my own, but I want to go on a little mini tour. Because while it was in Atlanta, I celebrated Oom Camp. I celebrated the Dungeon Family. I celebrated a lot of Atlanta entities. Mm-hmm. But so say mm-hmm. if I went to Houston, I want to be like, oh, DJ Screwtape. Oh, I want to celebrate Dave mm-hmm. Prince, Scarface, mm-hmm. Slim Thug. I want to celebrate their artists. If I go to Detroit, I want to call Elzai and Slum Village and celebrate Jay Dilla and Eminem and mm. Esham. And, and I want to do concerts that celebrate them and give back to the city of Detroit. And if I go to Miami, we do that with Trick Daddy and Khaled and Uncle Luke and and, yeah. and anybody in Miami and Florida, I want to celebrate them. And then I want to take all that experience and that footage from that and then set up a home. Like Killer Mike jokes with me. He was like, New Face, you need like an old building <laughs> where you had a museum downstairs and you in the attic. You live in the attic. So the shop closed and you go upstairs with the kids and you live upstairs in the attic like some old troll. You know, like that's really like the vision to have enough space to have my own and, and, and fill it up with the culture and my collection and other people's collection and just have a moment to celebrate our, our, our culture and by our people and tell stories that only we can tell and not somebody else's narrative. Yeah, of course. Uh-oh. And from another perspective, okay. because I've knew most of the artists that I collect from every step of their life. So I can tell a different perspective, you know, exactly. or the inspiration for this album. He was in this space, but he was going through this, and that's why this album cover, you don't see his eyes, or, you know, you know that type of thing. I'm able to give a different type of perspective. So. He was wearing yeah. a small instead of a large, you know, that that type of shit. Because you'd be like, that, that don't look like the same thing. But then you'd be like, nope, he was, you're right. He was wearing a large. Or the, you have, like, the, the background of every... Thing. And that's amazing to me. And I just, like I said, I'm going to keep saying it and appreciate it and continue to do it because I have some things that I want to show you as well once we um, wind down a little mm-hmm. bit more. But you have New Face Clothing. So how did that become about? And then um, you're building, do you have a roundabout time of when you're going to be opening your your um your museum or once you start traveling around um, in this pandemic yeah kind of- I, I plan to go on and travel um that hip-hop museum in the bronx will be opening in 2023 okay um and, and here's a i guess a secret or a tease um Exclusive a&e a&e and rock the bells reached out to me so there's going to be this show um where ll cool j and another host i think yo-yo will travel city to city looking for memorabilia to put in the museum um and they want they were interested in some things that i have to offer and so the the trailer they sent me they went to this guy's house right in the garage and he had the turntable grandmaster slash turntable the first one that he learned to scratch or talk scratch on and they said so how much would this take to get take this to the museum and he's and he's like i don't know they said how about a hundred thousand and he said nah i can't give that up so just so you'll see, I guess, stories of people selling or not selling. So now just the wow. idea of 
the idea that maybe LL Cool J, I'm manifest like LL yeah. Cool J will be yeah. in my house. Yeah. Will be in my house saying, wow, you still got this? Yeah. Like, wow. Because I seen him on live. He was on his live and he invited me. And so I was able to tell LL that story, how he was the first rapper I ever seen perform live and ever. Then I showed him my collection. He was looking through my books and I gave him a whole tour. And, and just to see, and, and mind you, my, my phone was shaking because I was so freaking <laughs> nervous, like telling them this story because the memory of my dad and all that was coming into play. But I'm trying to be hold the camera because he's looking like, oh, you got that book? Oh, we, oh, you got the LL joints, the rock the bed? Oh, you got that tape? Oh, yeah. you got the walking with it? Like, I'm watching him be like a kid again, but... To, if I'm able to get that opportunity for to personally meet him and he's in my house, like that's that's gonna be the full circle manifestation moment for me. It's gonna work. I know it. It's definitely gonna work because you it's just it's just bound to happen. One sooner sooner than later, you're definitely gonna have LL Cool J and I'm gonna see a picture where you ooh, ooh you and LL sitting there like, yep. I I was there. My- I'm gonna pull out my Adidas suit. I might not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna still see if I can fit it. It's gonna be tidy whitey, but I'm gonna be like, I got my suit. Oh my god! You gonna let them sign the suit? Let them sign the suit. Right. That's gonna be priceless. I'm saying that to the grandkids, the great grandkids right there. Yeah. I know that's right. And so, <clears throat> talk a little bit about your your clothing line. Um, I guess the back the backstory behind that and um. I guess any of your your latest events or anything that's coming up and anything um, that you would like to tell your younger self, like back in the day, what would you look back and tell your younger self um, today? Um, Well, the clothing, again, like I said, it derived from necessity at first. Um, And then using my creative spark to create one-of-a-kind garments and then giving that to the world. Um, I I used to have this phrase called baptize the public. baptize the public um and then i would say my tagline then was that was years ago when i first started was recognize the new face on the block Mm. and so my whole mentality was like i'm gonna make as many people that i can know that brand or know that logo and it's starting to come to fruition like some people show me pictures of those old stickers from back in the day small but it was really it wasn't the closing was the kind of doing for the relationships. I, now looking back at it, because once you give somebody something, there's this exchange and there's this conversation. Yeah. You know, it, it, and if they're real people, they will continue. It's been sometimes I give to them and teasing it out, but the real people that I've built relationships, there's a conversation after, and there's this relationship that's manu- manufactured organically at from that moment on. So I think the clothing was a conduit that I still did and I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. But the clothing was a way for me to be creative because while I'm listening to music, I get inspired to create and paint. So I would paint something for myself. And while I'm waiting for it to dry, I need to do something else for the other creators. Like I don't, I don't like to just sit and wait and paint dry. Right. Let me create something else. So I would be painting like five different things. So as a thank you for one, the artist inspiring me, let me give you something while I'm painting anyway. Right. And so, again, that's a relationship. But then I started doing lines with per, uh, phrases and inspirational quotes, funny quotes, and mm-hmm. just things like that. And, and I just started selling them hand to hand. Like, I never wanted, I never wanted to be like in a store. Like, everything that I do is organic. If somebody got a shirt that I made, I gave it to you in your hand. Mm. I pulled up on you and we took it out the trunk and you came over to my house. Like, so 
it's dope to see how many people do have clothes because that's how many people I touch. Right. And, that, and to look back at that, it means more to me than somebody going in the store, getting rang up. And, and, you know, and Killer Mike taught me that because, like, I took my uncle to his barber shop. And I took my uncle to his barber shop. He bought Killer Mike swag shop shirts. He got a haircut. And after we got home, I FaceTimed Killer Mike. And I put my uncle on. I said, look at my uncle, man. He's fresh. He's swagged out. Got the haircut. And they talked. And he said, shout out to, you know, shout out to Unc, man. You looking clean. Da, da, da. Then I hung up the phone. And Noriega speaks about this, too. But I hung up the phone. I was like, now, nah, if I would have took you to Lennox Mall and you went to Foot Locker and you bought a Jordan shirt and you went to over here to the Gucci store and you bought a Gucci shirt, you don't know those people, right? Yeah. I can call Killer Mike and we can personally say thank you. And he answered the phone. We can mm. talk to these people. Let's support to the people we know. And Noriega said that on Drink Champs because he said, I could have went to Apple or Spotify. I would have got way more money, right? Yeah. But I can call. And I went to Mass Appeal with Nas. I went to Revolt with Diddy. And I went to uh, Rock Nation with Jay-Z because I can pick up a phone and they will answer and I can talk to my not bosses, but my peers. Yeah. And that means more to me than money is the relationship at all because at the end of the day, the currency is the relationship and your network. Your network, your net worth is your network. Mm -hmm. I'm a living example of that. Like, I don't, I spend money on bills. I only pay bills and I, I pay more for other stuff because I, I have the extra. So I tip weather well or if I'm able to help somebody, mm -hmm. I can, I can, or I, I'm able to support somebody else's brand. But other than that, the, the universe takes it. Oh, like yesterday I judged some contest showcase. My friend from Detroit owns the place, views bars. He's from Detroit. You want something to drink? You want to try the food? You want to eat? You want to do, 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 do. You, I'm over here eating corned beef, <laughs> egg rolls, chili dogs, drinks. <laughs> How much? How much did I pay? I, relationship yes. though it yes. doesn't happen if I wasn't a genuine person it's not about me but anybody like you said my younger self what I would say is just I would have probably did it faster because I've lost a lot of people that I've seen um, potential in mm. and, and one of the things that pains me the most is when you see more potential in somebody than they do and so they don't work as hard or they don't see they don't see you're going to fail a lot more, but just keep going. Yeah. Keep going. You got two more things to do and you're going to make it. But And maybe they, they passed or maybe they gave up. And so I think I probably would have stayed more on them. Yeah. But that's a battle too because I always be like, I don't want to put more in myself than somebody else. Yeah. Like, Because then that's when you're doing too much. You don't you don't want to give somebody your whole and they're giving their half. Yeah. So. That's what I would tell my younger self. My younger self, I would say that, you know, I would I would invest more time in, in the pushing of the people that I did know. Because I was looking at a fan perspective, and I, and I respected that fly on the wall perspective. Like, mm. I, I tell him, Mike said, like, be the watch. Like, he, he says this a lot. Like, he's like, you're like the watcher. Like, you don't want to affect the future or the past. You want to sit back here. Yeah. So, and it's like that too. I, I don't want to affect, like, some, I'm not even wary with, like, songs. Like, I don't want to mess with the creative experience. Like, if that's what you want to put out, what you put out, let me see what I can like from that, and then I'll work on that. But I never want to be, like, the mess initial. up no creative mm -hmm. spirit. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I like you for who you are. 
I don't want you to change, and I don't want to change you. Mm. Now, if it's detrimental to your health and anything like that, then that's different. But if that's what you were feeling like creating at that time, so be it, bro. Yeah. Somebody I told like help, uh, Fabo, we did a skit and it was Atlanta Man, and that was it went viral. Like, and Fabo <laughs> trusted me with doing the Atlanta Man skit. Tyler, like, Atlanta Man, say it three times, and Fabo gonna see it. And that started from a meme. All that started from me posting. If we said Atlanta Man in the Atlanta in the mirror five times, who y'all think would pop up? And the majority of the people said Fabo. <laughs> So I said, yo, I'm a, let's make a skit. <laughs> two weeks, two days later, we were shooting a skit. And then the next Barbara. week, I called Frito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we got Frico to do the shirts. Again, I'm, I'm always thinking like Brandon and Mark, and how can we just, and then he wore it when he did one music fest. We, I wore the shirt, he wore the shirt on stage, sold out crowd. Again, All it takes is okay. one. All it takes is one time. Yeah. yeah. So. <sighs> That, that's what I would tell my younger self is probably push a little more because you never know how long you got. Yeah. Like seeing Nipsey, like that's one of my favorite moments is meeting him, but I seen his potential in it for him not to make it where he was supposed to be. Yeah. As much as he meant to the culture and society really hurts because he's supposed to still be here. Um, so, and, it, and I wouldn't say it, it was me, but his circle could have affected that. They yeah. could have, suggested not being in that neighborhood at this time of night or you know it's just multiple things yeah. but i would moving forward i would tell my younger self like you know maybe step in off that wall and, and maybe i can change trajectory so it can go a little bit in your mm-hmm. favor mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah and, and um and and as far as future events um we are, we're gonna do nostalgia on the road but i do this annual series called uh new face favorite things you know like Oprah, every time she does a new uh, Oprah's favorite thing, it's a book or something, it goes viral and people be like, oh, Oprah said it's cool, you yeah. know. So I do this platform where I get my, one of my favorite venues, my favorite chef, my favorite DJs, my favorite artists, my favorite black-owned vendors, and we all pull up and hopefully y'all make some type of history. And all I want to do is, if everybody's saying yes, I want to go in the back and just watch the show. Right. Like, I'm a promoter. Like, that's the hard part for me now is adjusting to, I'm able to support other people, but it's hard for me to support and promote stuff that I'm doing. Mm. So that's because I just want to show up. I want to show up, <laughs> enjoy the show, but, but now it pays the bills. So now it's, it's a business. So yes. now I have to kind of learn how to balance that. Like, I got to, that's nothing. I am New Face on YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe to that channel. I got new content coming soon. Footage from camcorders that I've dusted off in the vault that I haven't pressed play on in over 15 years. Who knows? I got Freak Nick tapes that's about to go on there. So subscribe to I Am New Face on YouTube. There's already footage on there from years, like years ago, that's classic footage on there already. But we're about to, I'm doing um, concepts and my own content coming soon. So subscribe to I Am New Face on YouTube. 
Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we're going to move on to top five, and then we're going to get up out of here. Um, you already gave your exclusive access. Exclusive access. I was going to ask you for one. Um, and then we're going to do the shout-out, social media, last words, and then I have one final question for you. So let's do this. Um, it's top five, which is five questions, five answers catered to you, my guest. Um, so top five careers you've seen take off. Like, 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 name an artist or um, artist, a comedian, whomever you were a part of their um, their lives. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'd say Pinky. Um, she's oh. the owner of Slutty Vegan. I watched her do. Uh, I watched wait, her... Pinky. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Pause with the motherfucking calls. Pinky, the porn star, Pinky. No, no, no. Oh, she's I was Pinky. about to be like, you ever, Jesus you ever heard? Christ. No, get your mind out the gutter. Oh my god. I'm sorry. We're talking about Pinky. She's uh from a uh, Clark. She went to Clark Atlanta University. Okay. Um, and she has Slutty Vegan. Okay. It's a vegan restaurant. Um, so I she I knew her from CAU. Okay. She worked um on the Maury show. She was a producer on Maury Povich show. Then went to Vanilla Van Zant. She was an assistant on that show. But then she started doing food trucks here in Atlanta, right. where. Before food trucks, before she even bought a food truck, she would do co-opting, where that means you just show up in the space, but I, I used to see the line. Like a ghost hours. kitchen type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people will wait in line for hours just to get her food, and it's called Slutty Vegan. So I've seen her transition from that to having now four locations, Slutty mm. Vegan. Now she got Bar Vegan. Now she's got Rap Snacks. She's not even a rapper. She got her own Rap Snacks. And more recently, if you go into the stores now, she's on the cover of Essence wow. magazine with her um, with her uh, partner uh, Derek Hayes, who owns uh, Big Dave Cheesesteak, another retailer. So this is a match made in heaven or in Atlanta, where they both were great independent. But for for me to see them link up and do what they're able to do, that's my number one. Um, DJ Drama. Um, another Clark Atlanta alumni. Um, I mean, more recently, he's behind Little Uzi and Jack Harlow. But mm-hmm. anybody that know in my circle know Gangsta Grills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I seen him from Clark Atlanta when he was DJing in the uh, at at uh, Marco's Pita, which was a food spot, DJing on campus in the cafeteria to be like one of the biggest DJs in the game. Mm-hmm. So I seen that transition. Um, Killer Mike, another one. Um, you know. Uh oh, your audience. There you go. A first, he won a Grammy on his first song with Outcast. Mm-hmm. We are a whole wide world, right? Wow. Much success, but then he had to stand into his own. And when the label broke down, he had to start all over. And that's where the grind doesn't stop. And I believe in the grind. And he started his own label. So to see every step of the way where he's at to now be part of the running jewels. And I'm watching Ozark and I'm watching shows and they're playing his music at the at the credits or in the music, like, and, and he got barbershops. He got a barbershop in State Farm Arena. So that's my other one. Um, another one is Royce the 5'9 out of Detroit. Mm. Um, another one where the plateau you think they wanted just because he's friends with Eminem, but it's somebody, it's, it's all about taking your own path. And that's why I like Killer Mike and Royce the best. Just mm. taking their own path. And, and yeah, we were successful over here. Yeah, you know Eminem and Outkast, but 
what can I do and bring to the table? They're clearly great rappers. So Royce of Five Nine, uh, I take one example is uh, the, uh, his book Orion. The first time that he produced beats, Eminem got one, went on the album and went platinum. But then he decided to produce his own album and got nominated for a Grammy. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the universe does this for you. You know what I'm saying? Wow. The universe does this for you. Yes. Um, you got one. And more. let me see. Um, I'd say a comedian by the name of uh, I'd say Carlos Miller. Okay. Carlos Miller, of 85 South Show again. First time seeing him when he didn't have a beard, when he had shirts, and I was making shirts, and he say, "Pull up, I'm at this club," and watching him do show comedy at a strip club, comedy at a bar and grill, comedy at a little cafe, to now doing Madison Square Garden and Cats and comedy houses, and and, and just on on uh, doing shows with Mike Epps, the OGs, respects him, of Steve Harvey. Like 85 them. South Channel. Don't forget about that. They got an app. Got, right? got their own app. Yeah. Got their own app. Yeah. So like, so, and for him to just be full circle, I, I might not even be at the station and they doing an episode and he say, new faces, hip hop <laughs> order, ask them. Like, natural, organic love. Like, the morning culture the other day, they shouted me out like, like, I'm there when I don't, I'm not even physically yeah. there. Yeah. So again, so yeah. to see that journey they getting everything that they deserve, and and in full, and every one of them has said the same about me. Like I'm walking, they see, they saw this for me, and I can say this person, they've seen this for me before. Mm-hmm. Like you gonna do this, you gonna, you on your way, bro. But I didn't know what on way was. I didn't picture it. I knew, I, like that Kanye line always sticks out to me. Um, I I I'm all I'm almost there. I just I'm just not there. I know my destination. I'm just not there. Mm. I know my death. I know where I want to go and I know what I got to do to get there. Mm. But to me, and this is the thing, people have these things of what I should do. And, and this is where you will win. But personally, the journey is the win for me. The steps, the, the process. That's the funnest part for me is to get into yes. it. Yes. And I notice it in the joy, like the song would come out that I was part of. I'm like, that was cool. But the fun part was, you ain't know him. You didn't know him. I introduced y'all. Yes. I told y'all what studio to go to. Yes. We ate wings. Yes. We went to the Magic City yes. after that. Did it, did it, you know, and yes. That's that's the win for me. So yes. I, I'm comfortable in that, but I get it. And that's why I have to remember that too. I don't want to be the person that can say that about me. Like, New Face is supposed to be this. And somebody said that the other day. Like, you're supposed to be like, and they brought up somebody else. They was like, I don't want this to happen to you that happened to them. Like you, you supposed to be a let, like you supposed to be like, Narwhal. you supposed to be, right. I'm, I feel like I'm who I'm supposed to be at this Thanks. moment. And yeah, I expect somebody to see more of me and greatness and I, I'll aspire for that. But long as I'm in my journey every day and I'm doing what my purpose caused me to, I'm happy. Thanks. Thanks. I'm happy. Thanks. I know that's right. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Top five tangible item you have um a double xl magazine that's signed by Afini shakur Ooh. um it says love and respect larry and liara um which is my daughter um, my daughter's wearing a tupac kids camp over the summer so they got an opportunity as kids every summer to go to a Pac kid camp where they talk the dance spoken word um poetry acting all this and so while the teachers were teaching i had the opportunity to just 
kick it with Afeni Shakur, my favorite rapper's mother. Like, you know, getting game from her. So, but and even being going to the premiere uh, for his movie Resurrection, I'm sitting next to her at the movie theater, like all that type of stuff. So her signing that and meeting my daughter and the pictures that I have with her, um, that's definitely memorable in my top five. Yeah. My second one would be um, my Nipsey Hustle cassette um, mm. that he signed, the cassette. Um, he was doing an in-store at, uh, at a mall for his shoes, the Puma shoes. I was with my daughters, and we waited in line like everybody else. Yeah, I know Greg Street is DJing. I know my friend doing promoting, but I'm going to wait in line. Waiting in line, got up there, chatted, all that. And, he, and I pulled out the shit, and he was signing it. But then I showed him that I do this. So I pulled out my Nas, that Nas sign, a yeah. Scarface tape, a Scarface sign. A red man taped a red man. So he was like, oh, you, oh. So then he called the cameraman. And then it's like, oh. What I, so then he didn't just sign the outside. He signed the real tape, too. So and then took pictures and we had a conversation. And, and quick story, about two months later, I'm somewhere and with Kerosene and taking a picture and a uh, selfie with my friend Kerosene. Mm-hmm. And I get home later and you can see Nipsey in the back doing like this. And oh. then after we took the picture, though, he was like, you don't remember me um, when you was at the mall with your daughters and stuff. Like, But again, I'm not that person like, you remember me? But yeah. the fact that he remembered. And it was a line of people. Uh, I'd say maybe 500 people in that line. So for him to remember me months later, that meant the world to me. And it let me know he's in line with his purpose. And that was meant to be. So that's why that's special to me. Um, all the... Uh, stuff that I have like from uh, DJ Drama I have an extensive Gangsta Grills collection so every time I see him it's fun to be like dang you, how much stuff you got of mine like dang <laughs> you pulling out dang. more I'm still dang <laughs> like I do that with T.I. too like I took a break with Tip because I'm, I'm with him more now so, but it'd be like dang <laughs> this nigga got everything mm-hmm all right, mm-hmm. all right. Here you go. Here you there go. Sign that. You know. <laughs> so I would say yes. Those right there, drama, Ti, um, and then uh, more recently, uh, when Dave Chappelle did a screening here for his documentary, mm. um, a real he screened a documentary. After it, it was a concert. He had freaking Usher, Little John, Ti, Twenty One Savage, Jeezy. Uh, um, this is when Usher and Monica came out, but this is when Usher and T-Pain met for the first time after oh, their after the incident, their well, the, issue. Yeah. yeah, okay. And they okay. hugged it out on stage, but after they hugged it out on stage, and Usher like, "We good now?" <laughs> but but after that, and the show was over, I saw Killer Mike, and again he gave me the alley oop. Yo, this new face. He introduced me to Chase Pell. He pulled me up on stage, and I'm always ready. In my backpack, I got all the seasons of the Chappelle Show on DVD. Dave Chappelle signing my DVD, Dave Chappelle Show. So, oh my God! You and, are and Mike just gave me the alley. Alley, Mike gave me the alley with Erica Badu. She was finishing the show, and I brought the Vibe magazine, and he's like, "This new face," and she looked up because you know if it if I it was me, but they know him, and he always passed to me this new face. You know, and, I, and I'm always ready. I'm like, <laughs> Darby, I'm going to make it quick because I know they be one to right. go and I'm, I'm just here. Don't, don't new face. Anyway. I'm a mannequin. <laughs> said, I'm a mannequin. I'm fine. You can take the Sharpie too. Go. I'll make it quick. It, right. 
those, those would be my, my favorite right there. Oh that, my that, goodness. That be, you know. Yeah. So um this is this is gonna be the last top five because we gotta push forward mm-hmm. to closing it out because I know you got a lot of things that you got going on and I'm pretty sure a show or something to make it to make it. I'm actually at, at a, uh, I'm at the studio now and we're shooting a video. <laughs> And I already shot my cameo, so oh, okay. I'll be like, yeah. Miss Hollywood was there, and yeah, we there. <laughs> yeah. and that's the uh, merch right there too. New faces there, hoodie coming that's out now. Okay, shout out to that. Shout out to that. I gotta get one of those. And the uh, final one, I have two questions. Uh, mm-hmm. Top five moments in your career. Um, the uh, at last outcast after they reunited. Um, and they did Centennial Park. They did a, a weekend show. And the first day it sold out. So it was like they announced the third show, which was Sunday. And the tickets went on sale. So I waited in line, go to public, got the tickets. And we went. And that show was freaking amazing. Like mm-hmm. Bun B, uh, Too Short, Kevin Gate, Goody Mob, uh, everybody. And then, of course, Outcast performing in Centennial Park in downtown Atlanta. Mm. You know, seeing them that we haven't seen them perform since forever. So to see them reunited on the stage, that was top. Then my next one would be the 10th anniversary show of Jeezy. Um, a Trap or Die was 10 years later after the album came out. He did an anniversary show at the Fox Theater. Mm-hmm. And so that show, he brought out Scrappy, Boys in the Hood, Usher, T.I. Uh, and he brought out Kanye West. And Andre 3000. He even brought out Andre 3000. And I'm sitting in the audience like. (laughs) Why'd you do this to me? (laughs) So that's that's one. Um, Seeing going to uh, 85 South Show Live, one of their first ones at the the High Museum, like uh, the arena next to the High Museum of Art, sold out like. We talking rows up top, and they brought out T.I., they brought out uh, Travis Porter, and I'm on the stage. Like, the first, they did two shows. So the first show, that's why I was like, New Face was there on the stage and in the audience. <laughs> the first show I watched it from the audience, the second show I watched from backstage. So, Damn, and just no to face. see the love, like, I've seen them go in little studios. I've seen them go to the Steve Harvey show, the little trap to their own space. To now in Smith's old bar, but to now being sold out arenas. So, and to see that audience and see my brothers mm-hmm. like shine like that and get those accolades, that, that's always going to be proud for me to see. Yeah. Um, movies, I would say the BMF premiere was dope, and that's pretty, most of these are pretty recent. Yeah, um, okay. The BMF screening, because they brought a lot of people out because BMF kind of grew up here in Atlanta that the whole movement was based out of Atlanta so to see like most of those people and to meet his son meet Big Meech's son and I brought a DVD out um, that his father was on and I had his son sign it so I got that moment um, and, and being I was sitting next to 2 chains watching it and Cash Doll is in the, in the screen and, or in the show and she's behind me she was pregnant and so this is awkward she's pregnant <laughs> behind me She's pregnant behind us, but we're watching her sex scene while she's uh, right next to it. I was like, "You ain't know what to do." <laughs> Dang! Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no, and this is why this was special. This clicked to me. Not not the screening, but 
one, I had an RSVP, and but I was on the side where all the red carpet was. So I knew this. I saw Snoop Dogg and his wife, and I seen Gunna and Young Thug and Duval, and I seen all these people, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, and I'm waiting in line, and I showed them the RSVP, and they like, oh, you're in the wrong. This you're you're you say you. I hate when they do the long point. Listen, listen. You're, you're in the wrong line, sir. You're you're these tickets go for. And I seen the walk, and I was about to <laughs> take the walk. I was about to just accept my humbleness and all right, follow the instructions. But then I seen Duval, little Duval, right. and his master Clay. Saw them, and then I just, I said, I'm with y'all. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no. and because of our again relationship, right. yeah, you with us, right. you yeah, you with us. So I walked the red carpet with little Duval, Young Thug, and Gunner, and Snoop Dogg is like the person in front of. Me. So I was waiting for him to interview, and I had Murder Was the Case cassette tape and his first cassette tape in my bag, too. I'd be ready. Right. So when I pulled out the, and I got a video, he's like, this nigga got the deep <laughs> He showed his wife, and she like, Shanti was like, oh. He's like, what do you play this on? So right. I, he signed it, and then going inside, and I'm with, I'm with, I'm with everybody. But I, it went from, Damn, I ain't even, I'm in the wrong section. How the hell I'm going to get into? I'm walking on the red carpet. Wow. The people on walking my phone like, bro, people on my phone like, nigga, did you just walk the red carpet with Snoop? <laughs> I was like, oh, you saw that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. And then my very last one, my favorite moment is yes. last year, um, the verses. Being in the verses with Jeezy and Gucci. Oh. I was inside Magic City. And I was, if you watch the verse, I'm right behind Gucci, man. Like, Gucci, I could have touched his coat. Oh. And I was by default. Like, personally, personally, I like Jeezy better. But the interest I came in, because they had friction <laughs> and, and he didn't right. know. So right. I came in through the G, the Gucci side. So right. it was almost like pick a side and stay there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, I don't, and I don't, I don't, I, I, I stick my position. Okay. Yes. Yes. So yes. long as the food was there, it was food there, it was drinks there, I had a bottle of Ciroc, I was good. And I knew people over there. I know DJ Holiday, DJ Drama was over there, but DJ Drama was able to go over there because he's worked with Jeezy too. Right, so, okay. So, but to be in that moment and to see it go from a very, very tense situation, like I'm in there like, and then people was calling me because they saw me, this is the funny part, like, People were texting me like, "Be careful!" I see you in there, and, and I, I was, and in my head, I'm thinking, "I've been to Magic City before. Like, this is not dangerous." Right. I'm like, I've been to, "I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I've been to worse places." Like, you, you worried about me because I'm in a strip club with two rappers? But it was tense at first. But to see it come from where it went into cooler hairs prevail and GZ saying, "This is why people." died before and we better than this and then yeah. Gucci to kind of say thank you for bringing out the olive branch and then for them to do that so icy together I tweeted about that like five years prior like will we ever get that moment and and again I was not on no verses list I, I don't know how I got in there I know how I got in but I was not invited <laughs> I was nobody's list I took the COVID test I saw a name and I became that name. <laughs> New face was in. <laughs> That's all I could say. Oh 
and again, if I and again, if I wasn't supposed to be in there, I wouldn't have got in there. Facts, big That's facts. All. But again, I showed up. Showing up, showing up is going to be the most integral part of anything. Anybody that ever sees this ever, just show up. Yeah. Even what you may want, you may not get, but it's going to be what you need. Yeah. And one of the biggest lessons I learned with anything I do is like, there's going to be support that you want versus mm. support that you need. The support that I want, the support that we all want is like if I sell a shirt, I want to see probably everybody with my last name, and I want to see my favorite cousin. I want to see my yeah. auntie. I want to see. I want to see all these people that know me in my day ones buying it, right? But yeah. the support that I need and the support that I get, I'm seeing orders from Ireland and Afghanistan and the people that I never met in my life buying my merch and buying new Facebook hoodies because they've seen something I posted on Instagram or they bought my shirt or they heard about what I do and they want to support my brand. That's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. I literally and, and just posted this today about um having to go back to being going to a nine to five because being an entrepreneur is, is really, really hard without the support. And so I I'm I may need to think a little bit differently because since you're saying that it it, it makes me really think about and sit back and like I, I can't really depend on the closest people around you. It just be, it'd be the ones that you never met or just, you know, out in the universe that is there put there to support you. So yeah, you put the, you I put it in a different examples. perspective. I tell you two examples and, and perspectives. I, and I, I names of them because I respect them and I appreciate them so much. So I had the last event, um, new face favorite thing. And I just texted to killer Mike. Right. Mm-hmm. And text to him. It ain't about, I don't say nothing else. I see his post and he's got oh, well over 3 million or whatever followers. And it says, I'm not in Atlanta, but if you're in Atlanta, go support my brother, New Face. And he posted the flyer and posted the detail. That means the work, that means more than anything. Yeah. You know, and, and again, and, and this is Killer Mike, that's the famous rapper, got his own show. I'm sure he's got more important things to do than post about me. Meanwhile, I'm sure I got about 10 friends that just sitting at home that know I got a show, that know what I'm doing, mm. and they don't press repost. They don't do nothing. But I can't focus on them. I have to focus on the ones that do. That's the difference. I focus on the ones that do support, and I'm going to always be happy because that. And then the other one is Fabo. The, mm. the first one I did, did the same thing, sent the flyer and everything. Sent the flyer, didn't say anything, show up and nothing. He came in my cash app thing. This, right? Again, somebody that's a famous artist, ain't got no time for me. He supported. It wasn't a ticket because what it was he sent was like, what's damn, thank you. Like, that's all I can say. But, and he came. And did it once and, and enjoyed itself and wasn't the artist. Like, people were like, oh, that's great. Like, I was able to give people the moments that I'd be having. Mm. Like, to see them walk around. And even Pastor Troy came to my last one and he performed. And again, I, don't, I can't afford these people. <laughs> but relationships. Mm. Relate. Killer Mike came to my museum. He came to New South and I had a whole section dedicated to him. And on the last, the last day he came. And I'll tell you the best story, and I'll make it quick. So Greenwood Whiskey is a black-owned whiskey company started here in Atlanta, Georgia, right? 
and I know the owners and we've been built a relationship and I know that Mike started working with Greenwood Bank, right? Mm -hmm. So while I was doing this show, I, I reached out to Greenwood Bank uh, Whiskey and I said, you're going to be the sponsor of my show, the official drink of my show. I had Red Bull and I had Greenwood Whiskey. So we made mixed drinks with Red Bull and Greenwood Whiskey. And they supplied the bottles and that was the bottle. And, and so the bartenders was, and I saved the bottle for Killer Mike because in my head I said, I want you, the owner of Greenwood Whiskey, to meet Killer Mike, the owner of Greenwood Bank. I don't know mm. when. The So my mother bartended the day before, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, we're down to one bottle of Greenwood whiskey, right? I said, cool. I was going to say, and I was like, I said, oh, that was for Killer Mike. But don't worry about it because, you know, she did what she was supposed to do. So the next day, I get a text from Killer Mike saying, I'm about to, I'm going to pull up. Okay. I'm like, yes. But I'm like, oh, the Greenwood whiskey. Boom. So I'm, I'm going around and I, I call the owner. I said, I ran out of the whiskey, but I could pull up at a store and buy some. He said, well, I'm going to show you where there's some at. And, and if not, call me and I'll bring some. So I went and found the location and AW went and bought some bottles. Yeah. And then he came with some bottles. And when he came, you know who was there? Killer Mike. Killer Mike. So there's the picture downstairs of us in front of the vault where he met him. He met him. Greenwood Bank, Greenwood Whiskey, at Nostalgia, presented by New Face. Mm. And the other key, the other key is that the other key is I didn't depend on him bringing me free bottles. Right. I found the store and we bought bottles because I knew what my I knew what what I had in my head to happen. So whether it wasn't about the free bottles, I wanted what I wanted to happen, and it was going to happen if I had anything to do with it. But the fact that he showed up when he was there, and y'all met, and we have, then it was more bottles. Mm-hmm. 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 So, it came full circle. It's about the relationships, circle. man. You need yep. to make a T-shirt <laughs> about relationships. Something about relationships. Make a T-shirt about it, because it's very important. And with that being said, we are going to come to a close here shortly. Um, but go ahead and give your shout-outs, your social media, and anything that you would like to leave this thing called entertainment. Um, Thank you, first of all, for your platform. Thank you for genuinely reaching out to me. I tell a lot of people, I get a lot of DMs and people, can you do this, can you do this? And I always bite. I always bite and I say yes, because I, I never want to be the no person. Right. And some people don't follow up. Some people don't. So, one, thank you for your platform. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for the follow-up. Thank you for the notes. Um, secondly, thank you for anybody that's going to watch this futurely or watch this, yeah. watching this live that said New Face was there and attributed to the fact that, no, I'm not lying. The no that can attest to that New Face being there. Thank you for your support. Thank you for even typing that in. I know what that means. So I appreciate anybody that's going to watch this, that's going to continue to support her platform and anything I do. Shout out to Iran Adon, a drip. He, uh, this is his clothing line um, that I'm wearing. The hoodie matches the hat. He's actually the designer of the new faces. There hoodies that you can buy now and, and Goldie, which is about, um, he's on modernculture.net. He's a shooter. .net. And so Goldie is about being the greatest of all time, you being the best person you are, not just being the everything, but being the greatest of you. Um, and New Face on every platform. Uh, I am New Face on YouTube. Please subscribe to that because once I get a certain number of that, 
I'm about to start releasing content. I'm gonna be doing giveaways. Um, new face, new nostalgia. 2020 is the platform where you'll get to see everything old school, where it's not a personal page, but it's more about, oh, do you remember this cassette? This mm. came out in 1980. This time, 24 years ago. Where were you then? Um, so that's nostalgia 2020. And if you don't know, it's not nostalgia. Like it's rather everything that I do is gonna be new in you. Um, so, and that always stands for new underground fashion, always create excellence. And now under fashion, all can excel. So it's an acronym with that, but support anything that I got going on. It's appreciated. And if you choose not to, it's cool because the people that do support me, they mean the world to me. And, and that means more than anything. So I can't focus on who don't. So subscribe to her, follow her, yes. anybody in this thing, follow me if you don't. Love and respect, please. Anybody who has the best 2022 you can, say I love you to somebody. And that's all I got. Love and respect, man. I appreciate that. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I want to show you a few things before I start. Um, I do the question of the day, which is the last question for our interview. So this I want to show you. This is one of my... Um, bone crusher he was in tennessee when i um when he did that it this is this was a long time ago i was able to go to his um i think he had a vip listening session or something like that so yeah this was one of them and then um did you know he did that logo did you know did you know he drew the logo the social death logo i did not and that's yeah. see with all of the things that I'm bringing up, you have something that's for it, and I love it. And so this was the the infamous. Um, this is when I won the TIVIP. Um, I wrote down all the num- oh, yeah, the, the names mm-hmm, of the songs. These are the top nine songs, and I had to call in and I had to tell them the the songs and stuff like that. So. This this night, T.I. was so upset that he didn't get to perform that the whole club went bonkers. This is when I initially first met T.I. and Atlanta? Tiny. Is that Atlanta? This, no, this is, is in Atlanta? Nashville, Tennessee. This is where I, I live in. I used to oh. live in, in Franklin, Tennessee. So most of my experiences came through um, Nashville and Franklin and, 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 and Antioch and those type of places. But I used yeah. to be real heavy wow. into calling into the radio station, winning, you know, these things and listening and just like you, uh, pressing the pause and the play button so I can get the, the, you know, I'm pretty sure I have the tape somewhere, but this is one of them that I just can never, and I've met him at least twice since then. And I'm gonna um, let me see what else do I have? Let me get let me get past this. And then this is um Jay what is it Jay Mills? Yeah, this is when he was with Universal and he came to um <laughs> high ninety not high ninety one. What was it? It was uh, one of our big radio stations, but they had they closed down. So this is one of them. And then I went to see Beyonce. Like I got so much stuff. Like like you like you ticket stuff. And then this, I want to show you, and this is literally the last thing I'm going to show you. This uh-huh. is, I think, my first concert that I ever went to, which is the Immature Concert. Oh, and this is 1996. 
this is li- live. Like I went, I was able to go see them in, in performance and, and it was just amazing. So when you bring up things and, and it have things like, like tangible items, it brings back so many more memories than I could ever. Like I got even wristbands to concerts, VIP. Like I am like you and we are like one. So I just want to say, I really appreciate you for even being a part of my podcast because this platform is open to anybody that has entertainment in their lives. And that brings us together, whether y'all want to believe it or not, whether you're black, white, any, any color, it doesn't matter what you are. Entertainment is the connection to, to us. And so my final question is what bothers you about the, in the industry and what would you do to help fix it? Um, probably the, the concentration on murder death and drugs and, and uh, what I would like to call like death culture music. Like, like I take something simple like the strip club. I would go to the strip club and it would be music that, uh, conducive with stripping, mm-hmm. like dance music. I go to a strip club now and while women are dancing, it's people doing this in the <laughs> club and then get it back in blood and gangster kill them. And then I'm like, yo, what the, I can't get jiggy with this shit. I cannot get jiggy with this. You want to kill me? Some I'm, ass. <laughs> Y'all trying to shoot some ass. What? Trying to shoot. Yo, be res- I, and it's like, dang, you're not, I mean, it's some respect. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know, I know where, I know the environment, but God, damn. <laughs> we can, I just like the music should be in a, in a club. But even in the club, it's still like I came to have a good time. I don't want to worry about getting nothing back in blood and fitting all and and all that. So it's just like let's bring back love, not love music, but happy music, dance music, and we can do that. I'm not here to stop anybody because I grew up off Eminem and he threw his mom in the closet and <laughs> and Ishaan out of Detroit. He had an album called Killer Fetus and horror music. So I'm all about that, but the babies like the kids don't know none of this yeah. you know what I'm saying like I had this conversation the other day with my children like Zendaya they know her from Casey Undercover and Spider-Man so if they scroll in and they see a show with Zendaya on it and it's Euphoria and Euphoria is about her being high on heroin and fucking sewing everybody and snorting cocaine if she presses play mm. her mind of Zendaya is fucked mm. and as a parent as a parent and as an adult, that's just something we have to be about and kind of check, you know, yeah. and curb and be there, jump ahead of it because it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's going to happen, but no, we got to have a conversation. Like, this is not, this is entertainment. Even Zendaya herself, and that's why I respect she put out a post and saying, this is not this. This is different. This is dark. This is, you may need some counseling after watching this, but this is what we're here to talk about and suicide and it's important and there's a purpose behind it, but a kid don't know. Yeah. Like I always remember because I collected movies and I had a VCR. My oldest daughter one time I was asleep, but I came out and she was hiding under a table and I didn't know why. But I looked at the TV. She had put Child's Play, the movie in the VCR. She saw the doll, right? So she saw the movie box and it's a cute little Chucky doll on it. And she knew how to put it in the VCR, but what she saw scared the living daylights out of her, and she was under the table. Damn. Lesson learned. 
Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Just be ahead of it. It ain't about stopping it. We can't stop it like the war on drugs. It'll never stop. Mm-mm. But what, what I, I can control what's going on in my house and what I can control what, what my kids think. And that's my only part. Mike says this all the time. If everybody does a little, one person doesn't have to do a lot. Mm. So if I do my part, if I do my part and, and you do your part and be everybody to watch this do just a little, we can do better. We can do change the world. And it ain't got to be overnight, but we're going in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would say. Just change change what we write about and what we support. Support people that look like us. Support people that you can talk to. Support people that you know in real life. You know what I'm saying? All that. That's the stuff that matters to me. People that, that you actually know. Support them. And that's what it's about generally. Anybody I support is they never support me ever in life or repost. It's not about that. It's not about them. It's about me. Mm. That's what I get joy in. I get joy in adding value to somebody or spreading the word. What's supposed to happen after that, you're going to get regardless. All of them, I'm just doing nothing. and But I'm just showing people how easy it is to say, repost. Have you ever heard of So Hollywood Podcast? No? Check it out. I was on it. And maybe somebody watched it just because of me, or maybe somebody watched it just because of who you had the last time. Mm. That's what it's about. We yeah. can't do it alone. Last quote that I have, I can go faster alone, but we can go further together. Mm. Shout out to Bing Dog. Bing Dog just came in here too. He's a legend too. He's. Come I know up, you bro. got some. Stuff. You know how I many. <laughs> and again, again, I don't. And he'll tell you, I don't know him personally. I mm-hmm. don't know him personally, but I celebrate him fucking any chance that I get. When somebody talk about somebody's discography or somebody's music or skills of production, and you don't name him, I have an issue with that. If somebody talks about Atlanta and they don't say Oom Camp. I have a problem with that. If you talk about something and you don't say Dungeon Family and Gip started this whole trend of CeeLo was doing this before, I have a problem with that. So if you're talking about somebody gifting and somebody's done that to me, that's like, if you're talking about collecting, that's new face. So I get it, but it's just certain things that I don't, I don't, I don't gain nothing from this. I don't get paid from talking about these people, but yo. You just got to know, just tell this side. Let me tell you this side of the story. Mm. And let me put some facts to it. Because I see people tell documentaries and, and, and they tell half-truths based on where they are in that relationship. Exactly. But to me, facts are facts. I have children by women that I were with great friends with. And I have no regrets. And I'll never talk down to them in life because facts are facts. Wherever this relationship is where we're supposed to be, it's where we're supposed to be, and it was supposed to happen. I never had to say a bad word ever about anybody in life. I gained nothing. But if I show you love and, and you, you, you receive it and it makes you happy, I won. Yeah. I won. Yeah. And if somebody yeah. learns more about, or I didn't know Bink produced that, a word. Uh, I've seen two more that he produced. You probably didn't know that. Like he did uh, Anthony Hamilton. Man, did a five joint on there yeah. with multiple people not just him anybody you know what I'm saying shout out to me I've been in the comments supporting me personal friend that's my hip hop trivia partner we win hip hop trivia they had to retire the jersey because we kept winning you know what I'm saying but another person that texts me every morning positive energy positive reinforcement just being there if I need a call if you need something do this and that's what it's about it's not because 
while I do for others, like when you the go to guy, sometimes I'd be like, Who do the go to guy go to? So I I appreciate people that don't call asking for something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's me. I know how to do it. So I'm like, Oh, okay. It, it's just possible. So I appreciate any and everybody that show love. That's what it's about. It don't even have to be to me. Show love to anybody in your circle. Call them and say, I love you because tomorrow something might happen. They ain't here no more. Yeah. R.I.P., Betty White, Virgil, right. Max Julian, people, Humpy Hump, DMX, all these people that I wish we probably had one more day to say I love you to. But you got people right here on this podcast and on Instagram Say I love you, and that's all it takes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yep. And I have one thing. Exclusive access. Oh, no, no. I'm my bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my little sound bite. I got to get my stuff together, but it's all good. And I appreciate you for sliding through and everybody that came and viewed it and will view it after because this is so much knowledge that is just in this in this little segment. I'm pretty sure it's so much more that we can learn from you and and just continue to watch you as you make us our staple in this thing called entertainment. So make sure you guys follow me in my SS Hollywood 313 follow the podcast so Hollywood the podcast and uh, like share and subscribe to this video as well as my YouTube page um is there anything else you want to leave the folks if not we're going to get up out of here and I appreciate you if nobody tells you enough that 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 they don't appreciate you I appreciate you for even coming through sharing the knowledge and just being a teacher and a student all in one breath and so like I said before Keep it up. We need you. The game needs you. The culture needs you. This thing called entertainment needs you. And I'm sure we're going to see more of you. We're going to be like, oh, new face. Oh, that, that, that. So I appreciate you. And um, if you have anything else to say, we can <clears throat> go ahead and say it. If not, we're going to get up out of here. Shout out to my family in the building, man. What up, Monte? Detroit family. Love to see my, again, support that you need. So to see like real family yeah. watching this. Doing that type of shit is what I do it for because, you know, and I and somebody asked me this too, like you left Detroit, do you do you worry about that you left Detroit? But I'm able to go back home and I'm able to provide these experiences, or I'm able to add value back home, and and even when I'm here, I'm still repping Detroit, so, and everybody know where I'm from, so it ain't like I left and it ain't like I can't go back, like so that's the best part, so. I just say to anybody, just be true to who you are. Um, stay open to your purpose. Sit in silence sometimes. Meditate because sometimes we don't know what we're supposed to be. But when your purpose is aligned with who you genuinely are, the universe will open up doors and speak positively about people in rooms that they're not in. That's the one lesson that I got this year. A lot of people have said my name and I've gotten opportunities because somebody said, you should call a new face. And you don't know how much that means. And that's why I do it, because I know how it feels, again. And my daughter's name is Karma for that exact reason, because I teach her what Karma is and what you put out in the world, you get back in. And she's a reminder of that, but I do it to remind myself. So everything that I got is just from the seeds that I planted. So every I got my personal friends saying everything you got, it was supposed to. Right. You're, you're getting you're walking in your purpose you're walking in your path everything in line the universe will open up doors that you never thought can imagine 
So I advise anybody for that. You may not be on your purpose. You may think you're not doing it. Close your eyes. Sit in silence. Turn the social media off. Wake up. Listen. Sit in silence. Listen to your heart. Do it. Show up. That's Show it. up and do the work. All right. Until yep. next time. Uh, peace up. A town down. Thank you, Newface. Three one three in the building. <laughs> we friends respect, now. Queen. We friends Appreciate now. You. I'm I'm be contacting you throughout this. So <laughs> peace up. A town down. That's how relationships are supposed to work. Yes, it's supposed to work organically like this. Nothing flaw. I don't have to know you personally. Nothing. You real, you legitimate, you did your part. I did my part. Whatever else happens is up to the universe. Yes. Yes. Love Thank you again. Peace up. A town down. <laughs> Love. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.